When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. In just three little months, open enrollment for healthcare will be knocking on your door. And as our guest Dan Wiseman says, you got to be ready to do some pretty good adulting to figure out this whole healthcare thing. Find out what you need to know in this episode. Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Hey, listen up. Did you know you could actually negotiate your hospital bill? Yes, you can actually barter with the hospital in some way, shape, or form. And did you know that the healthcare plan you pick this year could have a big impact on your financial future? Not having a plan right for you could easily drain your emergency fund and more in a very extreme situation, of course, or it could save you a lot of cash on the flip side if you're thinking about having a baby. There's so much to consider, which is why Dan, a seasoned journalist, has devoted an entire podcast to helping you figure your way through the healthcare system. An Arm and a Lake podcast has become a regular on my rotation. I love all the episodes. It's funny, it's scary, and at the end of the day, it's really all just about empowering you. Dan, I am so excited to have you join us on the podcast talking about 
everybody's favorite subject, healthcare. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to be here, but I know it's a bit of a bummer of a topic for a lot of us. It's so scary. It is so scary, you know, and you say in, in episode one of your new series of your podcast, An Arm and a Leg, that you got to be ready to do some pretty good adulting to figure <laughs> out this whole healthcare thing, which I love that. Like, what makes healthcare, especially in, in 2019, like so freaking scary and hard to figure out? I, I mean, you don't need me to tell you, right? It's horrible. <laughs> Right. It's just, yes. <laughs> it's just horrible. I mean, you know, every, a guy, uh, an economist published a paper. This is like, I guess, more than 15 years ago. And his uh, the title of the paper was, it's the prices, stupid. Like everything's really expensive. You know, right. you, you hear the stories of like, oh, yeah, this, you know, they were in the hospital and they gave him a Tylenol. It was $8. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I can get a lot of Tylenol for $8. Like, what is the deal? And yeah, I've been learning as I as I go about kind of how, how things got this way. But right. I mean, like whatever, we can spare you the history lesson. It's just awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, I, yeah. I started to do a few episodes on this show about healthcare, obviously. And oh, yeah. the feedback I got really made me, me queasy. Uh, you know, most people, obviously they don't know what they've got. And yeah. I had someone share the story with me that, they closed their eyes and picked a plan during open enrollment because they had no idea what to pick. And they ended up picking something with, you know, like a $5,000 out-of-pocket deductible. And of course, that year they ended up in the hospital and actually had to declare bankruptcy because they didn't know they could negotiate with the hospital, you know, on and on and on. I mean, there's so many of these stories. And I would imagine on your show, you just hear some things that just are probably like so hard to fathom and yet people actually are living with this. Yes. Yeah. It's no, it's super, it's super scary. And there's, um, I mean, that was just an interesting story of like, oh, I, I, I closed my eyes and picked the plan and whoa, had a $5,000 deductible and whoa, okay, I'm in the hospital. And, ooh, that's $5,000. That's on me. Like that is, that's a world a lot of us live in. I mean, especially cause like, you know, not everybody has a choice of what plan, what your health insurance plan is going to be. Like you work someplace yeah. and the boss is like, Here's your health insurance plan. And that idea of having a deductible that's like, you know, in the thousands of dollars, uh, it's I mean, it's it's not uncommon at all. And it's it's more and more common all the time. And most of us. So like it's something I like to talk to folks who do personal finance stuff, because it's it's kind of a question for you of like, well, OK, like this is the question in my life. It's like, all right. um, I got to pay. I got to okay, my budget. I got to right. set aside money to pay for health insurance. Okay. And then like, what does it not cover? Right? Like, what is it like? What does it not cover? Like, is is the deductible $1,000? Is it $5,000? Is it $10,000? Because whatever that number is, I got to have that amount set aside some I got to know where I could get that amount if I needed it. Because you just don't know, you don't know when you're going to trip over a rock on a hike and, you know, kabam, you know, suddenly that $10,000 is like a bill that you're supposed to deal with. So I, I mean, it's, it's, it's like kind of a question for, for me to you is like, yeah, how do you, how do you advise people to deal with that as someone who's, you know, you're, you're in the business of like, okay, let's, let's, let's get your finances in order. Let's build you some wealth. Um, this is an area where it's like, you know, that kind of, that's a, that's a routine worry. Like if you're like, well, we got to set sure. aside, you know, X, thousand dollars you want you setting that aside for your retirement uh but first 
you know, make sure you've got $10,000 <laughs> set aside in case you tear your ACL at a soccer game. Um, well, I think it's so interesting because particularly, I mean, obviously the younger you are, the more you have this edge about you that nothing's ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you might have the healthcare plan with the $5,000, whatever it is for you deductible, but mm-hmm. that's not going to be you. That mm-hmm. number for a lot of people is completely irrelevant. Like it has no meaning in their life unless they have a friend or a family member who has had something happen or come up just kind of crazy out of the blue. And they've had to figure out how to come up with this big chunk of money or end up owing a big chunk of money, you know, that they're yeah. going to pay for, for a year. It just becomes like another debt for a lot of people. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's this crazy, like a tipping point because nobody wants to actually like set aside $5,000 for this that just sit there. Yeah. There's so many other things, we, you know, we'd rather travel with that money or, or do whatever with that money. Yeah. But you're right. Like that's a real, I mean, it's a real thing for all of us because we just, we just never know when something's going to happen. Yeah. And I mean, there's 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 multiple categories, right? There's like one, um, you could like, you know, tear a muscle, uh, play right. in a game. And then suddenly that $5,000 is looking at you. That's if things are going, you know, kind of according to plan, like you've got health insurance and it covers the doctor that you ended up getting shipped to. But like, there's all kinds of other scenarios, right? Where like, somehow you end up seeing a provider or you like, this is very common, like if you ended up in an emergency room, there's places where the doctors are not on staff at the hospital and they're not, even if the hospital's like, we take your insurance, this doctor that you saw didn't, or this anesthesiologist who got involved in your care doesn't. Yeah. And now you've got a bill from that person and it's more than $5,000. It could, you know, could be <laughs> anything. I mean, you know, you, we see these stories all the time about like you, someone got socked with a $100,000 bill for surgery after insurance. So there's that or, you know, people get, God forbid, really, really sick. And, you know, the then now you're looking at like, well, what's the what's the what insurance calls my out of pocket maximum for the year? And again, like that's only if everybody that you see takes your insurance. So there's the there's the kind of five thousand dollar, you know, question. (laughs) There's the hundred thousand dollar question. And then there's also just like the. Like. A lot of people have, even as young people, chronic health conditions. You know, I'm doing a, a an episode right now about um, about insulin. You know, people with wow, type, yeah. people with type one diabetes, you know, frequently are diagnosed as children and need insulin every day to survive. And you know, I I talked with a young woman for this episode who you know she's working a professional job. She went to a good school, works for a law firm, has health insurance. And she's telling me how she rations her insulin, how she stretches it, skips doses, you know, to be able to, you know, make rent and pay her car note and whatever. And, you know, it's not and like people die doing that. So, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, these are things that people are on. Insulin's like the extreme example. But, you know, and a quarter of people with just as I'm learning this, like a quarter of people with type one diabetes, I'd say they have done this. And that's hundreds of thousands of people, just this one illness. And there's like tons of other things that people have. And like, you just like, I, I bumped into a guy I know who's like, yeah, my kid takes ADHD meds. And suddenly the insurance changed and they're like $400 a month. You know, it's 
like, yeah, like, right. I, I, I didn't really budget for that. You know, I was budgeting right. for like having insurance where I paid ten dollars a month for these meds. Like this is this is so. There's, I mean, a lot of a lot of us have routine stuff where suddenly the you know maybe the routine stuff has not been a financial problem till now, and then pff, wake up one day and suddenly it's a big problem. And this is like the silent wealth killer. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's when you when you share stories like that, I mean, it's a reality for so many people and it doesn't matter what age you are. Yeah. And it's just something I say in general, we don't talk about money in general, but certainly if there's something wrong with us or mm-hmm. if we have one of those stories of, you know, expensive meds, like we don't we don't talk about that yeah. with really anybody. Yeah. So nobody knows what's going on underneath. But I mean, th- healthcare and the cost of healthcare are leading, especially some young people to, to suicide even, you know, when they have that compared, you know, combined with uh, student loan debt, like it's just, it just is like, it's just too much. And the crazy thing for me, I mean, we could probably go on forever about this, but the crazy thing for me is like, we're supposed to live in the wealthiest nation. <laughs> And we're supposed to know how to do some of these things, and yet it just keeps going, getting worse. Yeah. I mean, I think the idea of the silent wealth killer, I think it's absolutely true. And I think you're right. Like, we're not used to talking about our bodies and what's wrong with them, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not like, yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, not every conversation go, wants to go that way. And money also is something we don't always talk about. So yeah, put them together. And it's it's a lot of suffering, a lot of silence. And um and it, and it sucks. And it does, it does lead this question. I mean, I, I get, you know, I get a lot of email from people um, sure. about the show and one whole category of people I get email from are people in other countries. I mean, I would say gloating, just like, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you people are idiots. <laughs> I had right? surgery last year and like my financial life did not change at all. You know, I'm just like, yeah, thanks. It's mind blowing. It yeah. really is. I mean, again, like this could be a whole hour episode oh, just yeah. on that one topic alone, but yeah. it, it really is, you know, and I think especially when you're younger and you're dealing with not a great kind of work economy out there for you, and then you've got the student loan debt and you've got the healthcare thing. I mean, it's just like, at some point, it's almost just laughable because I mean, it's like, how do you ever get ahead? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. So like, it's a bit of a rule on my show that like, it, it can't be too big of a bummer because no one will ever tune in again. And I feel like, I feel like we're in danger of steering <laughs> right. too far. Into we're this. in danger of going too far in bummer. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to pull ourselves out. So I'm curious, like what sparked the idea of this podcast for you? Well, I'm a reporter and I've been a reporter a long time. And this has seemed to me like, you know, a super important story and for a long time, right? This is, this isn't new territory. And, and so I would pitch people I worked for. I would just be like, this story is amazing because it's an everything story, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a super intimate story, which, cause I do radio. Those are especially, you know, about people's bodies, people really making tough, very personal choices. It's a very dramatic story because of the range of things that can happen to people. It also features like, People living their everyday lives, just like how do you how do you make it through the day, and it goes straight up to the top, right? In terms of our right. economy, this is a giant sector of our economy. This affects a hundred percent of us, and you know it's a matter of big political debates. So this is like a this is a hundred percent everything story. Plus, there's all kinds of for a nerd like me, there's all kinds of crazy technical things to understand at every level, which can be kind of fascinating, which is always fun. So I've been pitching this kind of thing 
to people I worked for. And they were all like, that's kind of a cool idea. We get pitched a lot of cool ideas. We hired you to do this other thing. Uh, just keep doing that. <laughs> Stay in your lane until we tell you otherwise. Just be quiet over here. <laughs> well, you know, you're doing a great job. We love you. Keep doing what you're doing. We'll tell you if we want to start some crazy new project uh, right. that you're pitching. And and so as it happened, you know, I, I left a job a couple of years ago and and two things. One was uh, I was like, oh, man, I might need another career because I'm a reporter. <laughs> And this is not a field where jobs are really growing. I'm committed to living in one place. Uh, I've got certain kinds of things I really like to do. Like professionally, there's like a limited number of, well, I don't know. If there, I don't know if there's a job for me now when I need it, the next job. It might make sense yeah. to go out on my own. There's lots of work, but like, oh, my wife has her own business. Where's the health insurance going to come from? That's been my end of the deal. <laughs> so it was very, it was a big crossroads. It was like, oh man, do I need a new career? Because I, 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 I don't, someone needs to have a job with health insurance. And we, uh, we, we had a while because we had, there's a thing called Cobra where you can pay, basically, you, you can pay for health insurance from your old employer for a while. And so we were like, okay, we're going to go on Cobra and figure it out. And I started, um, I, I started talking to people about this, about doing this on my own. I was like, I think there's, I mean, this is a big story. I've been telling people that this, this is worth investing in. And this is, there's an audience for it. Let's test it out. And so that, that, that was it, right? It was, it was like, I was like, well, uh, before I go, I don't know, learn some totally new set of skills that takes some other job <laughs> that's gonna, that's gonna take a while, right? Like there'll be an investment in that. Um, Let's see if I could make this thing go because this is this is the thing I want to cover and it is like front and center in our own lives. So there's a we got a little personal story of our own to tell here. So that that's a that's how I that, that's how I ended up doing this. Okay, friend, I want to know what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. 
Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot -E -E com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. 
Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I was recently interviewed for an article on how do you fund fertility treatments Because these treatments are pricey. If you know anything about infertility, you know that there is a very large price tag in just trying to have a baby, whether it's IVF, IUI, egg freezing, you name it. All of those procedures can drain your emergency fund. And I think it's just really scary for a lot of people to try to think about how in the world do you fund this? So I thought, let's talk about some of the places that I mentioned in the article that I'd suggest you start looking to come up with $10,000 or more, because that's the reality these days is for most of the advanced, I would say IVF, egg freezing, egg donor, all of those really more complex infertility treatments, you're looking at $10,000 easily. I know when Jeff and I were having a lot of infertility issues, we've had a couple miscarriages, we looked into some of these treatments. And personally, for me, it just wasn't what I wanted to do, how I wanted to spend my money. But that is me personally. You might have a completely different viewpoint on that. And the idea of having to come up with that type of cash for a lot of people is just death-defying, especially if you have student loans or any other type of debt, let alone if you're just trying to live life. I mean, let's be realistic. If you want to go on vacations or you want to buy a house or you need a new car, whatever it might be for you, that's a lot of cash to come up with. And so I like to think about it where can you best leverage your money? That's the way I like to back into really any money decision when you're trying to figure out what's the best way to fund something or to pay something off. It's the idea of where can you leverage money in the most efficient way, meaning where do you have little to no interest rate? Where do you have favorable terms for you if in case you need to pay off a loan? Just basically, how are you going to come out of the situation in the best way possible? And the first place I always suggest is employer benefits. So 
Does your employer offer something for infertility? Does your health insurance plan offer some sort of benefits for infertility? A lot of the healthcare plans actually do now. A lot of them don't. But there are some plans I've seen that offer one or two rounds of IVF. I mean, that is a huge savings. I would say if you're thinking about it and you have that type of health plan, like go for it for all the rest of us that don't have that type of coverage. No, 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 no. I'm not going to pressure you into having a kid, but (laughs) you get what I'm saying. Another option is to talk to your parents. See if you can get some sort of parental loan. So you can actually gift in 2019 up to $15,000. So each parent could gift up to $15,000 without any gift tax, or they could set up a low interest loan with you. This is going to be more favorable than any other type of loan that you're going to try and get because they're your parents. Hopefully, the terms are very nice terms, but that's definitely an option if your parents have that type of cash or your grandparents might be something great. Just I know it's tough to ask these questions, but if the difference between you you trying this or not trying this is asking that question... Again, I'm going to say go for it. What's the worst case? No, and you're back where you started from. There are also financing options available at fertility clinics. A lot of them have different loan programs. There is the CARE credit card that you can look at. It's going to have a higher interest rate, but again, that's an option for you. You could look at taking a 0% interest type deal on your credit card. But again, I would be really careful because most of those limit that 0% offer. So if you can't pay that off in that specific period of time, that could just put you right back into the high interest rate. And so I don't want that to happen to you. Of course, if you have a health savings account or a flexible spending account, that's a great place to look if you've set aside some cash. I would caution you against taking a loan from your 401k or taking money out of your IRA or your Roth IRA just because there's tangled web with these. With the 401k, you're going to have a loan and you're going to have an interest rate on your traditional IRA and your Roth IRA. You're going to have tax and penalties. And so it just gets a little stickier. But I understand if that is the only place you need to turn to, that could be an option. So what I want you to do if you're in this situation is just to jot down all of the different options available to you and the pros and cons of each of these different options and think about where can I get the best leverage for my money and what makes the best sense for me? Where am I going to come out as much ahead as I can possibly come out in this particular situation? That's such a great story. And I mean, I never imagined that I would love podcasting like I do. I've been doing it for about four and a half years now. But what do you think about about podcasts? Like, why do they make such a great platform to demystify and talk about stuff that's that's tough, like healthcare and money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's such a good question. I I think I think they're intimate, right? I mean, most of us are listening alone. (laughs) when we're, when we're, when, you know, are like for me, you know, when my hands and my eyes are occupied, but my mind's not especially occupied, like I'm doing the dishes or maybe doing some exercise or driving someplace. I'm kind of, it's a good time to be alone with your thoughts. I'm not. And because my eyes, my brain are occupied, I'm not 
I'm not scrolling through Twitter. I'm not checking my email. I mean, I'm, I'm listening to a podcast usually when I'm, when I'm open to yes. real, to, to real converse, to conversation, to really engaging. And so, um, yeah, I think that's, then we're, we're just attuned, at least a lot of us are, to the sound of a, of a human voice talking to us. Yeah, I like that. I, I think that that's, it's a little hard to explain when you're the podcaster yeah. <laughs> because you're sitting in some quiet room and maybe there's foam around you. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're, you're essentially feel like you're talking to yourself. But, uh, but then when I listen to podcasts, I'm like, oh yes, like that must be the experience that somebody has when they listen to my podcast is, is that, that connection piece. And I think it's a, it's a really cool way to, to talk about stuff like this and and to get information to people that really don't know where to look for this information because it's particularly with healthcare it is confusing oh, yeah. for even professionals it's confusing to figure out a lot of the different options or and let alone if if something happens to you and you get one of those big bills or whatever it may be it's it's uh it's mind blowing at times so i think anything that can shatter that and maybe break that down a little bit is, is amazing. Thanks. Yeah. I, I think, I think so too. And it's, it's an interesting, like it, it's so overwhelming, right? Like stuff with healthcare. I talked with a woman who had the job for a while. She, she was, she had had some success in like negotiating with hospitals and stuff on behalf of people that she knew. And she, wow. she and a guy she knew started a business through like, they're, cause they were like, if we can kind of save a half dozen people, a hundred thousand dollars, you know, in a few yeah. weeks, that's a lot of money. Like we could take a little piece of that and like, you know, do it at scale. And, and they, one thing they thought to do was to put out content to like help people figure out what to do. But what she said, one thing that she said was an obstacle was like the number of scenarios people could be dealing with, you know, might as well be infinite. You can't write a guide. You, You can't write a guide for every crazy problem someone could have. And if you did, how would they find the one that they needed? So it's, it's super like having a, having, being comprehensive is tough. And like the, you know, the internet is full of information about this stuff. Um, but like we get overloaded with it really fast. And the, the other example that I'll just give is, uh, it's just legit overwhelming. So that in our, in our, <laughs> in our, I mean, in our, in our first season, uh, our most popular episode was called why you will probably pick the wrong health insurance plan. And so will I. And, and it was mainly an interview with this economist who had done a study that showed that people, we all, the people given an array of choices where some of them are actually objectively, if you do the math, worse deals than others. Right. Lots of people yep. will pick the worst deal. Absolutely. Because the terms are confusing. We're not able to quite do the math. And, um, and, and interestingly, he was, his son was about to turn 26 and need his own health insurance. And he was like, well, I'm, I'm the guy who's going to help him do this. He said, I'm, he said, I'm dreading this. I don't have any confidence that I'm going to make the best decision. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause there's so many variables. I actually went in, in that episode, I went in, I was like, whatever. I mean, I got, I can make a spreadsheet. It's not that hard. There's a deductible, there's a premium, there's this, there's that. And I went in and talked with this woman who's a consumer advocate. And she was like, okay, smart guy. Well, what if, did you know that your plan might have a separate deductible for pharma and a separate one for the emergency room and a separate one for this and a copay for that? Uh, how's your spreadsheet looking now? And I was like, my spreadsheet is looking awful. 
you know, my I, spreadsheet is blown yeah, up. My yes. spreadsheet is, I can't, <laughs> I'm done with this spreadsheet. So it's not um, like, I think this is a thing. I mean, it's certainly a thing that I try to do it. Like a lot of us feel, you know, it's easy to feel overwhelmed because it is actually overwhelming. And then it's easy to feel embarrassed and ashamed and shut down more. And I think, you know, again, like this happens a lot when our bodies aren't doing what we hope and want them to do. We get embarrassed sure. and ashamed yeah. and we shut down. This happens a lot when our money isn't what we want it to be. We get embarrassed and ashamed <laughs> yes. and we shut down. <laughs> and so it's one of the things that I, you know, I really want the show to do it, that I really want to do at this show is to, is to, you know, safe place, safe space here, people. Like we're, we're here. It, this is real. It's not just you. Um, we're in it together. Um, we don't, I'm not, I, you know, I don't unfortunately have like answers for all of us, but we can at least start to have a real conversation. I think there's, there's comfort in that. And, you know, it's a, it's a value add to my life to, to have, to, you know, have real conversation about things that really matter. Yeah. Cause the, the conversation starts the dialogue. It breaks down those walls, I think, for people where it doesn't have to feel so scary or you don't have to feel so alone in in being confused or in decision making. So I think I'm, I'm conversations, I think, are just an amazing way to talk about these these tough subjects. I'm curious though, what are what are some of the what are some of the subjects that you're gonna cover in, in season two? Are you changing the focus from season one? Uh, there's two things. I mean, the focus is so broad, right? It's like, yeah. what do I do? I'm overwhelmed. Uh-oh. Um, you know, we we tell stories. The, the two things that are, or three things that are distinguishing season two, like the big themes. One is just, you know, we put out the call in season one saying, you know, hey, send send me your stories. And people really did. So had the, the biggest uh, piece of work in planning season two wasn't finding stories it was choosing it was like okay which ones which ones and which meant you know putting aside a whole bunch of really compelling stories so a bunch of stories from people directly from listeners which is which you know i, yes. I just love doing and feels good and they're amazing stories and they're instructive stories um one is about a couple who uh had been doing everything right uh and then got dumped but got a letter from their insurance company saying we're dumping you you didn't pay and they were like we paid and they found out later they'd sent they'd sent their payment to the wrong place. They'd sent it oh. uh, in this health system that was providing their insurance. They they had addressed the payment to a hospital where they were getting treatment in that health system. And the health system, you know, one hand didn't talk to the other. And the hand that had, was the insurance was like, nah, we're done with you. And they they were pregnant. Oh no. <laughs> and then and then the pregnancy ran into complications and they ended up Ugh. in the hospital. So it's a it's a roller coaster of a story. Um, they came out. Okay. They're all right. Um, okay, good, good, the, good. The, it's a great, and they're great people. Totally just, a, they're, it's fun to listen to. So, so there's those stories. And then we spend a lot of the season exploring prices. Like how did these prices get so crazy? What's the story with them? So we, we just did one, uh, where I heard from people, again, listeners were like, had stories about crazy prices for MRIs. Uh, one woman had, had gone for an MRI and, uh, and her bill was sixteen hundred bucks, and she was like, "That can't be right. That's got to be before insurance, right?" <laughs> but no, no, the before insurance was ten thousand dollars. Oh my and, gosh! And she needed—I mean, she was like, "I could do that once, but I can't." You know, and she she has been living with brain cancer for ten years, and she's fine, not good, but she gets MRIs every six months. She was like, I, "I'm not going to do that if I can help it in six months." 
So she shopped around and got uh, the next one cost her eighty seven dollars and they gave her chocolate chip cookies on the way out. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, and, and we got we, 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 we learned a little bit about why the prices are so all over the place. And then uh, we did the same thing for prescription drugs and really kind of got to the bottom like I and this was me like I went to I, I have a prescription that I refill. We got new insurance at the beginning of the year. I called the drugstore when the when the when the prescription came up. And the robot voice was like, your cost will be $720 and 69 cents. And that's ready for pickup. And I was like, you're kidding. What? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, but you know, I, I Come brought again? my, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I brought my insurance card to the pharmacy, the new insurance card. And they were like, oh no, you're going to pay $0. I was like, that is awesome. But I was super confused. And so I was like, uh, I'd been, like, talk about overwhelming. The topic of how prescription drug prices happen was one that I'd been avoiding. I was just like, that is too hard. But I was like, I got to take it on. And we kind of cracked it. Um, it's a crazy, interesting story about this incredible knot of backroom deals and who appears to be making the money from them. And it's super, I mean, I think that's the other thing about doing the show is that like, even though it's overwhelming, we'll never, we can't be comprehensive. It is a little bit cheerful to feel a little less, to feel a little smarter. Right. Feel yeah, a little less I, Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I'm aiming for that. So I think we got that. And then, you know, with the price of insulin uh, is our third kind of big price story. And that is a story where um, we hear all the time and we know and many of us have friends who are type one diabetics. Like, it's unbelievably expensive. It seems like a racket. And um, a lot of times if you read news stories, they'll mention that the people who discovered insulin were like, University researchers in Canada almost 100 years ago who didn't even want to patent it. They didn't want to see it as something that people should make money off of. So, like, how did we get here? And right. it, it turns right. out there's an amazing book about those researchers and what they went through. And it is their story is insane. It's hilarious in parts. Um, and and how we ended up how they ended up essentially feeling like they had to allow commercial companies to get involved is really revealing and tells us a lot. And we, <laughs> I mean, it was, it's an interesting story and, and I'm not going to spoil it, but, um, but the, <laughs> but the other thing that we found was that there are, um, we also talked to people who are, who are pushing against it in different ways. I mean, there's all kinds of, there's lots of advocacy and it, it's kind of inspiring. There's also a group of people in Oakland, California, in this kind of funky little, semi basically amateur lab who are trying to cook up like a recipe for homebrewed insulin that they want to share. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And, and there are people who are currently, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of obstacles, that, but there are people who are currently using um, an artificial pancreas system to like monitor and dose themselves that uses old hacked equipment um, that they say is better than the latest, most expensive equipment. And that they, you know, they started out basically just like a bunch of rogues, you know, with modems, like trying to help them <laughs> figure out, figure out the software. So it's, so there's, there's like, yeah, I mean, that was super fun. Like people are really working on this stuff. It does breed entrepreneurship and it's, <laughs> it purest form, doesn't yeah, it? Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's like, let's figure out how to crack the code and solve a problem and help a lot of people at the, at the same time. So I I'd love to hear those stories. Yeah. I mean, in, the, in these cases, these people are doing it, you know, not from, not as entrepreneurs looking to make money. They're looking, they're just looking to solve a problem. Yes. But in these cases, it's a problem that they, 
they themselves live with. They're like, this is already, this is, this, you know, you know, what's going to make me money not having to pay hundreds of dollars for insulin. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is kind of a loaded question as a last question, but you know, to end on a positive note, from everything that you've learned thus far, like how do we as consumers that have to participate in healthcare, you know, how can we arm ourselves the best way? Are there any gems that have come out for you in, in doing these episodes so far where you're like, okay, that would be like an awesome thing for for somebody to know? Oh, yeah. It, it's, well, I, I mentioned earlier that there, you know, this woman I talked to who was like, I'm going to start the business with all the tips. And it's like, I don't know, you know, it, it's only it's only a really great tip if it's the tip that you need right now. So there are, um, I mean, you mentioned earlier that hospitals are often open to negotiation, and that's true. Um, and that's a long, I mean, I'm, I'm very interested in that as a kind of season three theme of like consumer self, like what's a consumer self-defense kit? What's a basic yeah. kit, right? Um, I'm super interested in that. Uh, I mean, I would say, like, listen to the show because you'll get less alone and less afraid and a little bit entertained. Um, but some things that some things that are kind of concrete, you know, are one, if you're shopping for insurance, even though it's overwhelming and horrible, the um, if you have a choice of plans, the the best advice I got was to make a very basic chart that just do the math, use a spreadsheet or you can do it on the back of an envelope. And you basically ask yourself two questions. One what might I pay next year for healthcare if I don't go to the doctor at all? Like I'm just paying this premium on the monthly premium on this thing. And then two, uh, what happens if I get by a bus? God forbid, right? Like what if there's some kind of astronomical, costly, horrible thing that happens to me? What, what does my situation look like? And, um, you know, as the economist I talked to said, like there are, there are plans that will actually be, if you're comparing two plans, one of them might actually be worse for you in both scenarios. Because of the way the math goes. Yes. So you can filter, like, you can filter that out, um, you know, and you can also make an informed decision where it's like, you could also kind of chart a middle path. If you want a third column, where it's like, all right, I take these meds, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, th these are the things I know I'm going to do. I see this doc. How does this plan do for me there? So those are like in choosing health insurance in a kind of financial planning sense, like that's, yeah, that, that, that's worth like cracking open a beer. And setting aside an hour or two to do when you have, if you have a chance to choose, um, there are that, that I think is probably like from a big picture financial planning sense, like that's, that may be my biggest piece of advice. There's, there's, I mean, there's ways to negotiate things with the cost of drugs. There are, um, there are discount programs. There's like a, there's a company called GoodRx that makes right. it easy to access yep. discounts and there's others. They have competitors and it's worth checking them all out. And my brother just called me and said, oh yeah. And then the guy at the pharmacy told me I should look up the company that makes this drug because they might have a coupon and they did. So like, okay, great. Wow. Yeah. Right. It's like, just never, never assume that the sticker price is the price you really need to pay. Think of it. Think anybody who presents you with a tab or bill for healthcare you might want to think of them as like someone trying to sell you a used car, you know, <laughs> yes. just be like, all right, well, what about this? What about that? I mean, the negotiation is a little different because they're not just trying to hustle you, but you want to think about it as a negotiation. Um, if, you know, if, and, and I mean the, the, yeah, 
that's the, you want to think about it as a negotiation. I think that's awesome. That's like such a great tip. And it, everything that you're talking about is just a lot what we talk about on the show. It's just being proactive and moving yourself from that place of complete fear and stress <laughs> into, let me just try like one or two things, or let me just poke around or ask a question or, and you just never know what could happen with just a few small little actions, especially when it comes to healthcare. So I think that is, that is amazing advice. All right. Thanks. Cool. Well, Dan, tell everyone where they can go to listen to all of the episodes of An Arm and a Leg podcast. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we are An Arm and a Leg. So if you get podcasts, you should just go wherever you get podcasts and look for An Arm and a Leg. Um, if you're if 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 you're not kind of in podcasting apps and listening to other ways, we're in most of the places you would expect to find us. Our website is armandalegshow.com. And all of our episodes are there and you can sign up for our newsletter there. You can send us stories there. Um, uh, there are cute pictures there sometimes. Um, so that's our that's our site is armandalegshow.com or just look for an arm and a leg wherever you get podcasts. Thanks so much for checking out this episode and a big thanks to our sponsors that make this show possible. Remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. But before you leave, I want to empower you to embrace where you are today, the good and the not so good. And remember, nothing lasts forever. Just keep taking small steps every day and remember how awesome you truly are. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash CD specials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC.